Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Murphy, uh, the president of the Green Bay Packers, um, just, man, he is, he's just phenomenal. I, I, I wish Mark you Murphy... You like it? I can't get enough of it. It's every single offseason... He says something, and then somebody has to like pull him aside afterwards and say, "Dude, really? It like I would love to see him walk into an interrogation room. They wouldn't get into the room before he spilled the beans, and not because he's like a rat, just because he has no idea. He just he's so unaware to what he's actually saying. So, if you remember, um, he had a couple of things to say. Uh, was it two Fridays ago? He was speaking with a local Green Bay affiliate, uh, Fox 11 in Green Bay, and he had this to say regarding the Aaron Rodgers situation with the Packers. Is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback of the Packers next season? Um, yeah. I mean, unless if things don't work out uh, the way we would want them, yeah. But, you know, I think it's trying to find what he wants and what we want, and hopefully we can find a win-win situation. If he requests a trade, will you honor it? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, we would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, all right, there it is. That's the update on Rodgers. Now, what makes this even better is that Mark Murphy was speaking yesterday at a tech summit at Lambeau Field, and he had now this to say. Again, that was (laughs) a little over a week ago. (laughs) That was the setup right there. But he had this to say at the tech summit at Lambeau Field last night. I would love to tell you everything you want to know about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, but uh, I've under (laughs) sworn secrecy not to say anything. So there it is, sworn secrecy. Forget everything you heard a week plus ago. He's sworn to secrecy. He cannot talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I think it's hilarious. I can't get enough of my. But, I mean, let's let's not read too far into it. I mean, he's clearly having a good time with that in that moment. Like, I'm sworn to secrecy that I'm not supposed to talk about this. Do you think somebody, though, pulled him aside after what he said 
two Fridays ago and said, hey, Mark, maybe. Don't say S. Yeah. You know, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, you know, you did this last offseason. You did it the offseason before. This feels like it's a common theme here with you. And, you know, we were calling it Weekend at Murphy's two offseasons ago because he would just, he would air something out on the weekend. And the reporter asking the question is looking around going, did I really just get all that? Like, I got all that. I'm, I'm working the weekends. I got all that. And now it's going to make the rounds. And it just, it's funny to see how he's now taking a step back. And no, listen, I, I can't talk about any of that when a week plus ago he was airing the entire situation out. I think he's hilarious. I just think because they've put it all out there. It's, it's all out there. So it's almost like if he continues to talk about it, of course, there's some way somehow that Aaron Rodgers will have a way to brilliantly play off of what he says. Yeah, are you saying he keeps receipts, Aaron Rodgers? I, I mean, I'm just saying he's proven <laughs> he keeps his receipts. Yes, he does. You know, so I don't I don't I think at this point there's no reason for Murphy to have anything to say anyway. He is honoring the fact that that Aaron Rodgers wants a trade. They just want what they want out of it. He made it very clear. We want to win. But we also want Aaron Rodgers to win. So if they don't feel like what what's on the table right now for them to let Aaron Rodgers go is a win, then I guess I guess if you're really listening to him at face value, Aaron Rodgers could possibly be the quarterback of Green Bay next year. Oh, man. Because they could like here's here's what I would do. If I'm New York, if I'm the New York Jets, I'm putting a time limit on on this this whole thing we want to trade for them we want to get it done but we're not giving up a first round draft pick you have until tomorrow to make to to make a decision let us know what you're going to do because you're not going to hold us hostage over over a draft pick in the first round you're not going to do it so if you don't want this trade to happen then we're moving on and if that if i was the jets that's what i would do and I would pray to the football gods, lowercase g. I would pray to those football gods and hope that Green Bay has enough sense to go ahead and figure out what the best course of action is moving forward in terms of completing the trade. Is the first round draft pick in the trade deal more important than you unloading that big ass contract that Aaron Rodgers has? And is it worth risking Aaron Rodgers being on that football team, the Green Bay Packers, this upcoming season? Is it worth that? That's the question that that has to be answered here. Are they okay with bringing Aaron Rodgers back? Because, again, while, you know, we heard Albert Breer say, and, and even with Q, that cooler heads will prevail, they'll get the deal done, da-da-da, so on and so forth. Well, what if they don't? Again, and I said that when it, this first started, because if they don't want to give up their draft capital to get a, a player that may play one to two more years, what is it worth? What is it worth to Green Bay to play this game of chicken with a, a suitor? Like we're clearly seeing that 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 teams aren't into giving out all this money. Or giving out draft draft stock, draft draft capital. So if Aaron Rodgers is on your your roster right now, 
and you have a suitor. Because I didn't see anybody else jumping out there. There wasn't a sweepstakes for Aaron Rodgers. Let's be clear on that. There's not like three or four teams sitting there like, yep, we'll take them too. We want to get in. We want in on this. We'll give you the first-round draft pick. There's no other teams out there like, yeah, we'll give you the first-round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers and take on that contract. It's New York Jets or bust. So in in reality, I don't think that I don't think that Green Bay. I know we're saying that Green Bay or or is it Green Bay? I know I know some people have said Green Bay has all the leverage in this negotiation. I would disagree. I, I don't know that it's necessarily leverage. I just don't think the Jets. Green Bay's got a backup plan. Like, like people listening right now, and, and we're on in Wisconsin right now, and people listening uh, on you know 1070 and Madison and all over the great state of Wisconsin, you've at least got a backup plan. You know that, all right, well, if this doesn't work out, the plan is still the same. We're, we're going with Jordan Love. He's going to be our quarterback next year. What, well, how are you what, going okay. with Jordan Love if he's still on, if, if Aaron Rodgers is still on your roster they, and you're paying him all that money? They've already made the decision. They've already made the choice. Like, they're going with Jordan Love. How? And, and all Rogers, right, just answer me this question. How are they going with Jordan Love if the deal falls through to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Simple. If, then he's going to be a really expensive backup quarterback. That Well, that would be the dumbest thing ever in the history of dumbest See, but, things but, ever. But I think the dumbest thing is the New York Jets who are sitting there with no backup plan, no plan B, and haggling over a first-round pick. Dude, give up a first and a two next year and the deal's done and everybody's happy and you move on. Like this, and the reports are out there that this is going to go, uh, that the Jets plan on on doing this all the way up until the draft. Okay, and then, then what's going to happen? You're going to roll out next year with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas who are who are coaching and GMing for their jobs next year with the same disaster you had this past season. Like it feels like green Bay's in a much better spot in my mind than the New York jets are. If this deal falls through, I don't disagree with them being in a better position, but the value of the situation, I don't think, I don't think that either one of them and, and especially green Bay, I think it's as problematic. I think it's, it's just as problematic in tearing that team apart if you do not unload Aaron Rodgers. And the longer they let this thing, you know, kind of carry on, I just think it's a bad look. I think it's a bad look for for the players in that locker room that need to, to know if they're definitively moving on or not. I just think it's a bad look. It's a bad look. So you're saying haggling over a first round draft pick for for the Jets. Why is Green Bay haggling over a first round draft pick for for the trade? Okay, if you look at the compensation that Matt Stafford when he went to the Rams uh, as and the Lions and that whole deal was done, there was two first round picks. And some of the pushback on that was, well, that's because you know they were picking up contracts from each other and all that and work. Okay, so that's fine. So instead of asking for two first round picks, a first and a second. Like I just I don't know that if you're the Jets and you've been trying to figure out the quarterback position for decades, 
and you're in an, in a conference with all the talent that's in that conference, and you're in a division with Josh Allen and with Tua and what Miami is doing, and all like you have a, you have a real opportunity here, and it may just be for two years. But if you were to get some some sort of an agreement from Rogers that says, hey, not only am I going there for one year, I'm going to go there for at least two, and then we'll figure it out. To me, that's all I would need to hear to make the deal happen. Like I would make the deal happen today. Today. If he were to say that for a first and a second. And to your point, this is not an ideal situation as it stands right now for for either for either franchise. It's just hilarious that we're still sitting here and no deal is done and nobody can seem to figure out uh, who's going to win out when it comes to the compensation. Well, that's certainly the most interesting aspect of all of this. <laughs> and Mark Murphy's sworn to secrecy. He can't He's talk sworn about it. He's sworn to secrecy <laughs> yes, you are. Of, of a situation that everybody already knows all the details of. Uh. Like it, <laughs> I mean, there's not much more. I think, But I think, again, it was a play. He was, play, he was playful with it. There's clearly – there's probably some sarcasm there. I mean, I just, you know, it, it's – just get the deal done, man. Like, it, it, tomato, tomato. They want a one. You don't want to give a one, but you want to get rid of They both – they want Aaron Rodgers. You don't want Aaron Rodgers. Just just do it. Just what, do it and be done with it. If, if, I'm, if I'm Green Bay, just do it and be done with it, Jonas. And, and, and also, quickly, before we uh, get to Eddie Garcia for the latest, I, I just – A.J. Hawk, I think, asked the most important question when it came to Rodgers and and the, the situation when he was on the Pat McAfee show. And A.J. AJ Hawk asked him the question. He said, had the Green Bay Packers called you up after you came out of the darkness and you crawled out of that gopher hole in Oregon and they said, hey, we want to have you back, would you have gone back? And Rodgers kind of paused and said, that's a good question because the feeling he got from talking to the Packers before he went underground was that they were ready to move on. So it does feel like the Packers have been kind of pushing towards this the entire time. And yet here we are, there's still no deal done because you got the Jets who feel like they've got some leverage. It's it, it's entertaining. It's fascinating. But again, reports are saying this could go all the way up until the draft and then Personally, from an entertainment standpoint, I hope no deal gets done. I'm ready to talk about this all all summer Jeez, long. I, I think it's not, great. I'm sworn You're to secrecy. T- <laughs> Tired of it? Tired of it. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We were talking yesterday about the potential of Lamar Jackson going other places, and one of the teams that was thrown out there was the New England Patriots. And look, long shot that it happens, whether or not Belichick and the Patriots want to give up that kind of money to bring in Lamar Jackson, but they have been fans. Uh, Obviously, Cam Newton, uh, Belichick was a big fan of, and he brought him in later in his career. But Belichick's been a fan of the mobile quarterback, and he's been very complimentary to Lamar Jackson. Well, Belichick did have, you know, a couple of quarterbacks on the roster last year. We talked about it at the time, the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi fiasco that culminated in them getting blown out by the Bears on Monday Night Football, which ended up being the final win of the season for the Chicago Bears, which is always a sign of good things. And so the Patriots had their own issues at quarterback, Mac Jones seen frustrated on the sidelines, having to apologize afterwards and only to do it again. His interactions with either Joe Judge or Matt Patricia, all of that stuff that was going on in New England. So they go out, they hire Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator. Obviously, he's familiar with Mac Jones from Alabama. Well, former Pats defensive back Devin McCourty, who retired this offseason, he said that there was, there was, you know, maybe a little bit of a split going on there. Take a listen to the former Pats player. I think player-wise, I think there was enough trust that, like, hey, we're going to put the best guy out there. Um, But I think the struggles on offense always turned into, I think there were some guys that are in the locker room like, all right, let's go with Zappi. All right, no, Mac looked good today. It was just a back and forth, which to me spoke more about what we had on offense than the quarterback. Like, we just were never – we never were solidified as an offensive group that guys had full confidence in anything we were doing. And that was uh, Devin McCourty on the Greg Hill show talking about the Patriots uh, quarterback situation going on. You've been in a place where they're trying to decide between two quarterbacks. How much of a problem is that in season for the rest of the team? Oh, my rookie year, it definitely was an, an issue. It was a split locker room because a lot of guys loved Brad Johnson. And there were some guys that thought that Jeff George gave us a better chance to win. So it created it created a little bit of a, a divide. But 
there were so many transient players on that team that it was kind of like it was made up of so many free agents and high-profile free agents that the conversation was kind of, I would say, probably different. Um, and this, and in this scenario in particular, I mean, they're they're both. Zappy was he was was he is he's only been a a patriot, I I, I believe, yeah. correct? Yep. Yeah. So that's internal. That's internal, and when you're looking at it from the standpoint of they are both New England Patriots, that probably I, now I can remember covering Washington when when Kirk Cousins and RG three were there. Oh, that that was fun, and it was interesting because in the beginning the, you you had no thoughts, no conversation about Kirk Cousins because RG three was doing so well, but then you know RG three gets injured. You know, Kirk Cousins plays. Now here, here's a quarterback controversy. And that was interesting to cover because, you know, it got to the point of where Kirk Cousins basically became the quarterback of the team. And basically that's who they moved on. That's who they moved on with. And and it, it definitely seemed, now I wasn't in that locker room, but it definitely seemed to cause a lot of, of confusion and a lot of conflict. Things like this can cause conflict and it can cause confusion. Uh, but make no mistake about it. This is, this is the pros. This is a sport, even if it was college, because you'll see a lot of times in college where, you know, there's, there's quarterback changes. We make the quarterback position so big and such a major part that it's almost like we 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 approach it with a different set of eyes, a different set of expectations, and a different set of rules. But in reality, it's no different than any other position. You got to get in there. You have to have production. You you have to to show that you belong. And if you don't. There may be someone out there that's on that same roster that shows that they should play or should have the opportunity and should get that chance to play and should get that opportunity to do what it is that they're doing. And there shouldn't be anything more to it than that. So if if you're asking me how should they be handling it in the locker room and in New England, they should want the best player playing because if it's me – at the linebacker position, if there's somebody that's on the roster that's showing that they can do it better than I can in practice, then they should get that opportunity to get in there and show that they can do it in the game. And if they can do it in the game, then then now I have to figure out how do I get back onto the field or how do I handle where I'm currently at in my in my career. It also, wouldn't you say that last year with the Patriots, because it was a really weird year, and there was, you know, rumblings, you know, Mac Jones maybe not seeing eye-to-eye with Bill Belichick, and remember, you know, the, the play against Vegas where they threw the ball back, and it was almost like Mac Jones, you know, was was saying that, well, you know, I'm not sure where that uh, that came from, and I'm not sure whose decision that was, but you could tell that he was very bothered by whatever the process was there. It feels like Belichick didn't exactly put either one of these guys in the best position to succeed, and I love Bill Belichick as much as anybody, but the whole Matt Patricia, Joe Judge as offensive coordinator stuff was a fiasco. Now that was that was to me. If you look at what could have possibly 
set off this whole kind of where where things were going in New England. It definitely was the right. way that was handled. Don't you think like that to me? Like, and so when Devin McCourty says that and he says, you know, it was more of a product of the offense, I think that's probably him saying, yeah, we didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, we lost Josh McDaniels. <laughs> we didn't McDaniels. know what the offense was doing. <laughs> yeah, like we lost right. Josh McDaniels and we're looking around going, and I would think that – you know, and, and Brady would know this better than, than obviously us, but you know going from year one to year two, you've talked about your growth, you know, in college and then in the NFL. I would think that that transition year one to year two is pretty important for a quarterback. And when you're Mac Jones and all of a sudden you got that much turnover and you don't know who's who's calling plays or the, who the offensive coordinator is, I mean. Like, and by the way, the offensive coordinator that's going call plays, he's not even an offensive right? guy. Like Matt Patricia just interviewed for the Broncos DC job. And apparently he's still somewhat involved. And I guess he's kind of on staff with New England, but he's sort of in limbo with it. Like the whole thing was weird. So like I find it hard to to put all the blame on either Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or whatever because I just don't know they were put in a in a great spot last year by Belichick or whatever the plan was there. It well, just it feels odd. It's the Patriot way and the Patriot way has its its positives and it has its negatives. I mean, that's that's ultimately what what it comes down to. And when the positives have been positive, it's been positive enough where even now, wouldn't you say you have a hard time questioning Bill Belichick? Like, yes. it's very difficult to live in questioning Bill Belichick because his positive has been so positive. It's been the most positive ever in the National Football League. So when the negative hits, it's you got to find something that justifies it because it's hard to comprehend why some of these decisions would be made. And you almost live in the idea that there has to be brilliance attached to it. There has to be some type of amazing plan. What does he know that we don't? You know, right. Like <laughs> You're questioning yourself like any other person does that. You'd be like, dumbass. Right. Right. But this is Belichick. So you're not sitting there and you're not just cashing or chalking it up to this is a horrible mistake. It's a horrible decision. What the F is he doing? Like you're not doing that. You're trying to justify it. You're trying to figure it out. And that to me is is it, and I continue to be the one that asked this question because nobody really seems to to buy into it, which is it's fine. But at what point do you start to say to yourself, "What is Bill Belichick doing, and is what he doing is what he he is doing going to cost him possibly his job?" Like, at what point does he get on a hot seat? Because he's done so much, we don't we don't put him on that hot seat. But I mean, last year should have been good enough to to start to warm that that seat up pretty good, if you ask me. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Right now. He's the old P on Twitter. He is Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on The Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports, also a Fox College football analyst, and a man who never misses an opportunity to put a shiv in the side of the LA Clippers every time they struggle on social media. Petros, what's happening? Good morning. Hello, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Just hanging out, man. How are you doing, Petros? I'm sick, but I'm here. Really? Yes, I missed. Uh, well, I did, I worked yesterday, but I didn't go up, and I missed that stupid. Well, I shouldn't call it stupid. I'm sure it was very important. Uh, the radio summit that I was supposed to speak at. Huh? <laughs> did you see the big it. radio summit? Yes, I'm planning on going later on today. Oh, I was supposed to speak last yesterday, but did yeah. not. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, is it because of the weather? It's an empty chair. Yeah. Is it the weather, Petros? It's still raining. You know, no, no. The- everybody here in the house is sick. We all got, you know, like a fever and a cough and stuff. But uh, whatever. I'm here. I'm, uh, yeah, the Clippers. It was sad to see Paul George carried off. That You never want to see that. And it looked like they were playing pretty well. I mean, they'd won five of the last six. And Paul George and Kawhi had been playing together every night. And suddenly that's all gone. So... It's going to be a great playoff season here in town. We got UCLA taking on Gonzaga. That's something exciting. 
Yeah. Listen, How do you feel about that? Your guy Mick Cronin. I, yeah. I'm excited. I'm here to, to promote it. We have it on, but it's not on our station. Hmm. It's, uh, the Clippers knock them off our station. Is Mick Cronin your favorite coach in Southern California right now in L.A.? Is he your favorite coach? He's probably my favorite coach because he comes on the show. He's honest. He's interesting to talk to. He's always got interesting answers. And he obviously cares about the young guys he coaches and pushes them hard and has brought a lot of pride back to UCLA basketball with the way they play. So, yes, I am a, I'm a big fan of Mick Cronin. Why, why do you never have me on your show, Pops? Am I don't I, know. Am I not, like, interesting enough? Yeah, what's that about? Do you want to come on? I would love to come on your show. It's not easy. Oh. I'm just trying to think college football analysts I don't put on too many because I'm a college football yeah. analyst. Yeah. So I'm we a used to put football analyst. All right, well we'll put you on to talk about something else. Uh we, <laughs> yes. Yes. we usually I mean we have Brady on uh some every once in a while because uh I don't know, I worked with him for a long time and then we had used to have Joel Clatt on. We don't have Joel on that much anymore because he's so popular. Yeah. And I'm trying to think who else we used to put on? You, you know you should get on. But if you want to come on, LeVar, it, it's, it, the door is open to you. I try not to bother people. I did try to get you to show up at one of our, of our events. I was going to come. You know, I, am, I just don't have a vehicle anymore. Yeah, I have too many kids that are driving and a wife. All right. So it's like I, well, did, I, mean, I, I wanted to We did try. So, so the, 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 the how come you never put me on your show is incorrect. You know, you're we, right. We tried to get you to do a, a live right. event, which you're is right. – even more than just coming on the telephone. And you were right down the street. Right. So uh, I, mean, we, I was going to walk. We'll try to do that again, LeVar. But, uh, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'd love to get you on the show. I'd be uh, very happy to get you on the show. Yeah, I'd, it, I'd love to come on. Petros, you know who you should have on also? You should have on the guy who designed SoFi Stadium. No. <laughs> how, how about the, uh, the numbnuts who didn't realize, you know, we got to have a World Cup game here in a couple years, and now they've just finally figured out, oh, field's not wide enough. Might have to remove some seats for that, you know, the giant sporting event on planet Earth. What the hell's going on with your people over at SoFi, Petros, putting this whole thing together? You know, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but when you look at uh, – the building of stadiums, right? Because we do it a lot these days. If your stadium is like 15 years old, it's outdated. And it's time to build a new one in the eyes of a lot of people. I mean, people are obsessed with what's new and the whole game experience, you know, that whole uh, sort of like, because it's very difficult to get people to show up in a game now, right? Most people just want to watch on TV because you can get all the games on TV and the viewing is a lot better than it used to be. You get the Super HD, the giant TV, all that good stuff. So the game experience has to be really, really special. But instead, a lot of teams, like especially the Rams, their in-game production is just, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm old and I get it, but it's way—it's—it's it's far too loud. It's completely and totally tone deaf to what Los Angeles is like and should be like at a sporting event. It's bad. And we've seen a lot of colleges build stadiums really fast. What's the richest, most powerful, most elite college that I would deal with? 
Stanford, right? Yeah. They built their stadium in six months or something like that. Remember that? Yeah. Have they we, had the, the trucks there after Stanford played Notre Dame. I, I think San Diego State did theirs in like an hour and a half. Yeah, and, and they, they made some mistakes too. Uh, I think the sunlight in San Diego State is a big problem. Like people <laughs> literally got fried in the very first game. There's like no shade or anything like that. But that's something you can deal with. Like the the Stanford Stadium, they built it in six months, and it was that guy Ariaga, and we can get anything done. We're Stanford, and we're the smartest, most – that thing is a piece of crap. <laughs> like, it's cool that it's smaller, you know, because it's Stanford and they can't even fill that up. But the, the, the sight lines are horrible. The camera angles where they have the, the little bays for the, the big cameras that we bring are terrible. So if you ever watch a game at Stanford, it always feels a little uncomfortable. And that's because the camera is tilted weird and you're like right on top of the field. The press box is not air-conditioned, so that's great for a game like September 2nd. <laughs> and there is, there's a bunch of bars in your way in the, uh, in the booth, and you have to sit on a riser in the booth to call the game. As, you, and, as you're dealing with swamp ass in September. Well, yeah, well, and, and, and it's like, okay, I could understand that if we're at Kansas Memorial Stadium or something that was built in the 30s. But here we are, you built this thing in six months, and it has a bunch of pitfalls and all kinds of problems to get through. That sucks. A place like Baylor built the perfect stadium for who they are and how they fit and to broadcast, to view, all that stuff. And is Baylor a smarter school than Stanford? Hell no. It's like the opposite. But they figured out exactly what to do with their stadium and exactly how to provide for their fan base. And I was really impressed with that. The SoFi thing, look, when you sit there and watch the game, I'm sure it's great. Everybody loves the big screens. But the crap they do between plays, getting lost there, I mean, I'm sure there's at least five or six people that are just dead somewhere, in a, like a rat, <laughs> you know, in the wall. Because there's no, you know, you get lost. Uh, there's no real congruous way to get around. Don't get me started about parking. Uh, the parking situation is untenable. Oh, it's brutal. They did a terrible job. Like, there's, so, there's, so, there's a, some good things about that stadium. But think about it like this. I hey, mean, where should I park? Go to the orange section. Yeah. Okay, where's that? That's <laughs> in Silmar. Right. <laughs> you have, a, you have a, 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 some good things about it at SoFi, but the negative outweighs everything. Like the media access at SoFi has all been completely eschewed for luxury suites that you could put the Jonas Brothers and Gavin Newsom in and they could all <laughs> masturbate each other. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, that's all they did. I mean, remember they were all, everybody's supposed to be wearing a mask and they're all that's at true. the Super Bowl like, ha, ha, ha. It's true. I mean, it was literally like, uh, it was like Animal Farm. I couldn't tell what, which one was a pig or which one was a man. Except their mask had a ball in the front. Right. Yeah, and, right. and instead, you're coming oh out of a gosh. freaking trunk. <laughs> And instead, like the whole media, if you've ever been in the ancillary media area, even where they make the radio guys call the game, is way up in the corner of the building, which is, I guess, sort of acceptable for an NFL game, but not the Super Bowl, 
where you have every foreign media outlet in the world and you're tucking them somewhere where they can't even see the game. I mean, SoFi, they did a bad job. They really did. I don't know why everybody thinks it's so cool. Because we're all stupid. I mean, you put an iPad in front of a kid, <laughs> it's the same as sitting at SoFi. You just stare oh. at the screen like an idiot. And don't get me started. That is yeah. a hell of a screen. I mean, I've seen, look, I've, I've been caught staring at the one in Dallas as a sideline guy while a sweep, like, it runs right up my ass while I'm standing <laughs> on the side. And I'm standing there like, wow, that guy better get out of the way. Oh, God damn, oh, it's, it's me. me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> huh. You know, so, uh, I mean, we all, I mean, look, we're human and we're distracted by the bright lights, but that stadium sucks. I mean, it absolutely sucks. <laughs> I mean, okay. Staples Center was supposed to be this great thing that was built, but it's never resembled anything but a Marriott. What are you talking about? They got Club Nokia right across yeah. the way, Petros. Come on. <laughs> That's great. Let me get my flip phone and roll up in there. <laughs> I got I got one one question for you, for, you know, and and it's it's about Arch Arch Manning. He's he's taking oh, sure. third. He's taking third string reps, pops. But I, I I look at it like this. I mean, you can't just put him at starter. There's there's a former five star uh, five star starter in yours that's coming back. Well, a guy uh, with experience, right? And he's got experience. And then you got uh, what the kid Malik Murphy, I believe his name is. He he was taking second string um, snaps in spring ball. But I mean, let's be clear, it's a Manning. He's Arch Manning. It's a Manning. Is is this is this something that like he could be in a red shirt situation or or I don't know could... I mean I, I remember in two thousand nine, two thousand ten when Nick Montana, who went to Oaks Christian and was supposed to yep. be good, Hannah's brother, yeah. right? Yes, yes, all right. Yeah. That's the Montana singer. I know. Yes, uh, absolutely. Nick Montana, Joe's son, was and... Uh, was and he played at Oaks Christian, so. He was playing with a lot of really talented players. Did he beat up Gretzky's kid, or was that the other one? Was that I think a, he got that socked. Was oh, okay. Okay. That, that was Matt Corral. That was Matt Yeah, he Sorry. got socked. One of okay. them got socked. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Nick Montana uh, was not that good. Like, football people in high school would kind of crook an eyebrow, the same as they do with Arch Manning when somebody started talking effusively about how good he was. And... I mean, it was almost the same kind of reaction you get from people, right? And which coach was at Washington that took Nick Montana? Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, wow. And I remember sitting with Steve Sarkeesian being like, and we were in like a, we were having like a candid coaches meeting. I think we were in Tempe or something because they were going to play Arizona State the next day. And I said, Nick Montana? And he said, well, Petros, he works really well for our system. (laughs) And it's like if somebody says that about a quarterback that they work really well for for our system, that means he's a limited player. I mean, that's a way to tell me he's limited. And everybody knew that. And he came and he could not compete there. He was limited, uh, ended up at Tulane and, you know, whatever, went to Mount Sac. I mean, he was all over the place. Uh, But he did start at Tulane. And I did one of his games when he was starting at Tulane. But the point is, I, I see this as a similar situation. Oh, wow. But, uh, but I, I, I know that they already have a starter that they have to ride with. And we'll see if the kid gets on the field. There's nothing wrong with being a good player that redshirts and needs to be developed. There's something wrong with the hype that goes into it. Yeah. And the last name makes it harder on the kid. 
I mean, we obviously see the whole Bronny James thing here. Yeah. And it's almost like LeBron James is setting up his kid to fail. That one feels even weirder. Uh, this one, it's like we all watch the highlight tape, and then we watch the, and then you kind of learn about where he plays in the area, and you look at names of players that have come out of the area in recent, uh, in that league in recent memory, and I'd be shocked if he came in and was a world beater in the college level right away. Mm. Uh, he's a player that needs to be developed if he's going to play just like most guys that end up playing college football. So I think we've done the guy great disservice, and I hope Sark handles the situation well, better than he did Nick Montana at least. Get him on wow. Twitter at the old P, Petros Papadakis. Petros, always appreciate it. Let's do it again next week. There he is. Feel better, old by the way. P. Yeah, feel better. I'm okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. be calling you, LeVar. Yeah, let yeah. me know. Yeah, don't ask, for, do don't ask for tickets to the Gold Club and not show up in your sweat. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Ready. People might not get that reference, yeah, but uh, <laughs> that was a real thing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.